flirting with your host. I mean, no way. I don't have her. In, in any way, I do. I have flirting with your host. Of course, I always do. Uh-huh. See that's what na college mein aane bhi abhi nahi rahe. Okay, anyway, Hi, my name is Shivani and this is in my Confused Era podcast. Uh, today I have Amir with me and we are going to talk about dealing with heartbreaks. Amir and I know each other since college. Yeah, hi, hi Shivani. We know each other since college, but uh, we never exactly spoke. Except that one weird awkward interaction. Oh, argument. You can call yeah, it an yeah, argument. Yeah, it's an argument. Yes. Amir <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, we uh, like like we just discussed, did not really have uh, a lot of interactions back then. But coincidentally, we went through a heartbreak around the same time, which was in 2020, and that's why I thought he would be the perfect uh, guest for this show, for this episode. um yeah because i just feel like in terms of whenever we have talked about our heartbreak i just noticed a lot of similarities in the ways we dealt with it felt quite similar to so basically like found the perfect emo boy to get to your uh episode emo boy emo <laughs> no no i don't but, but they does aha right no no i wouldn't say so no we'll see we'll see yeah. people will find out when they listen Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no harm in being a Devdas. I feel we need to have that period after a breakup, though. Or an extended. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so before we get into how you dealt with the heartbreak, I want to know what made it tough. Like in my case, I felt uh, the whole pandemic played a huge role. Mm-hmm. You know, we were uh, in 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 a lockdown and. I couldn't really go to see my friends. I had to wait to, you know, wait almost three, four months when I could actually go and see my friend. Right. And you know, and I feel that that you need that kind of love and attention mm-hmm. during that time from your friends at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had isolated myself to some extent because when I was in a relationship, I did not invest in my friends mm-hmm. as such. So that also played a role, and I just felt mm-hmm. very lonely for a bit. Mm-hmm. And all of those things, but like, what made it tough for you? Are you talking about the relationship or the breakup? <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, get into the relationship <laughs> later. I think that could be a whole different toxic relationship one on one episode altogether. We'll do that later. We'll talk about heartbreaks today. So right. the later part. So in my case, uh, the same thing happened. I uh, my relationship ended uh, in the peak pandemic era. The peak pandemic era it was the first lockdown and <laughs> couple of weeks into the lockdown we uh went through the okay. the thing yeah. so uh it was it was a it was an extended one it was not like a like you know we were looking yeah. for other things and it's just over it uh, took some it took quite a while to get done with the breakup so we I was on a halt for like a month to test out the seas and everything, and test then I was. Test out the seas and what are we doing? So, uh, before going through the breakup, we took a break. Okay. Right, okay. and uh, this was the peak lockdown. So I, had, I was living in Mumbai back then. Uh, in 2019 to 2020, I was doing my postgrad in XIC. After that, I came back home. I had to come back home because everything was shut. And that was the that was the time when I came back home. I moved cities, and I was in Pune. And like most of my friends were not here. Some mm-hmm. of my friends were here from 
my school time my college time mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i couldn't really meet anybody so that it become very strenuous right so the relationship at that time we were having issues and uh, she decided to take a break right and that break extended to more than a month and it was a very confused time we like i used to get anxiety and <laughs> like the usual stuff right i mean but at least you were on a break i mean in my case uh, the guy just i mean we were together for one and a half years mm-hmm. and he just ghosted me for seven years okay. and i didn't even know what was going on and i had told my parents about him five days before <laughs> that <laughs> so it felt like a huge slap in the face yeah. because <laughs> because my parents are not very accepting of these things right. and when they found out they were not very happy right. um so yeah and <laughs> here i was fighting with my parents for a guy that i thought was like you know going to be something it was going to turn into mm-hmm. something and um, and then he ghosted me after a couple of days and i had to get to his sister or whatever so at least you had a clean break or a thing but was it more of an acceptance wala thing that you chose to take a break first like to accept that maybe this is something that's coming to an end because acceptance was a big big issue for me to accept that maybe this is not working and maybe it's time to yeah so uh, in my case the break was the bigger blow i would say okay. because I didn't see that coming, right? Yeah. When I when when you accept the break, mm-hmm. then you know for a fact that something's gonna end, yeah, and right. it's not gonna be very good, uh-huh. right? So that was I I suspected that would happen. Okay. That's why I didn't want to go on the break because if I did go, I I knew what was coming. Right. So I would say that yeah, the break was a more difficult part than the actual breakup for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Uh, because there was too much uncertainty, right? right? Yeah. things going to get better or are they not yeah. or what to do how to do how do i cope with it do i talk to people do i not talk to people do i invest my time in people do i not invest my time in right. people do i talk about the issue do i not talk about the issue because if you talk about the very personal issues in a relationship to other people right, it it feels like uh backstabbing right? right it feels like you're not doing justice to the other person but it's okay to discuss issues with your friends issues right? in general but like when you go too much deep into the Okay. Things, yeah. There's some things you just can't talk about, right? I feel that's that's a difference between men and women. I feel um, I discuss literally everything with my girlfriends, um, everything. So yeah, yeah, there's there's even a chat that feels fishy. My best friend would probably know about it, like immediate screenshot and send. Wow. So yeah, yeah. I, it's just so I I feel that also helped me a lot in coping with my uh, heartbreak because. Mm-hmm. I was just venting a lot, hmm. and even after a year, I was venting a lot right. because I had not completely processed yes, it. Yes, yes. And hmm. uh, that really, really helped. I feel venting is a huge part after uh, you go through a major breakup, right. and it really helps. It helps you process your emotions. It helps you, um, you know. It's just it's a healthy way of dealing with it. I feel even though. Yes. I mean, it not it did not necessarily involve bitching about him mm-hmm. because bitching about him did not feel the right thing to do. Right. Because I still had feelings for him. Of course. And I didn't want to be that person, but it definitely involved me talking about how it felt unfair mm-hmm. and how I did not see it coming. And it just it just felt very healthy, and it felt the right thing to do back then. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about uh, what's bothering me, talking about what you're going through, absolutely helps. Yeah. I I had that phase. 
बट आई डेंट गेट टू हैव दैट फेस ड्यूरिंग द ब्रेक इज माई पॉइंट बिकॉज यू स्टिल अनसर्टन एज टू वॉट वे टू गो फ्रेंड्स नो दैट उटेंटिंग no so i was i, I was told that uh, the the person the other person will come back when she feels like coming back okay, so okay. i had i didn't have any power right. that i was very powerless uh-huh. i just had to wait okay. which i tried my best to do okay. after a while she came back uh-huh. uh, but getting back together again was something that i suggested and said that i can't be living in uncertainty If yeah, it's a very, very tough space to right. be in. I remember those seven days where he had ghosted me. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like a clear thing, mm-hmm. right? That we are not talking anymore. Right. It's just we had a random fight mm-hmm. on the call after I told my parents, mm-hmm. and after that, I did not hear from him. From him. Yeah. So I am sending him texts every day, calling him like three, four times a day, right. and I'm trying to reach out through Instagram, through WhatsApp, and whatnot, and just no response right. so and there are times my messages were also left in red and i'm telling him that this is bothering me and i have an anxious attachment style so this caused a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. obviously so yeah i can i can see how that could be a problem and the the answer be obviously is yeah. the hardest part you know right. like if, if you know that there is no direction there it mm-hmm. could go in either way mm-hmm. that's that's really tough to accept Yeah, especially when nothing in your life is certain. Yeah. At that point, that's something that you could be certain about is yeah. is the max uncertainty that you have. Uh-huh. Then everything in your world shakes yeah. up, right? Yeah. And it's 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 really fun. <laughs> so I would say the breakup was pretty clean. Uh, she said, "I was like, cool. I mean, I cannot really fight anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I can't really." do anything about this right. anymore so we ended things i said that i would like to stay away like i would i need my time to accept this completely and not have any contact or anything uh which which is very healthy i yeah. did not do that <laughs> i did not do that um it it was um i remember it was it was so cinematic um it was raining mm-hmm. and i was outside in my society uh trying to like having this talk when he said that he doesn't want to be with me anymore and i'm trying to ask him what what went wrong or whatever whatever and he's listing all the problems um and me coming back and just do doing that whole uh, om shanti om wala jag suna suna lage wala <laughs> it the walk literally felt like that i'm i'm not kidding and <laughs> yeah and then it was just um 
me i still have those chats hmm. and i go back to them at times hmm. and uh, i have gone back to them many times to remind myself that i am not going to let myself be treated that poorly again hmm. like i'm ask like uh, no no uh, hard feelings for him he was just being very direct hmm. which which is a right thing to right. do with during such situations um uh, i'm just trying to convince him all the reasons why we should still be together like mm-hmm. what changed uh, you know this just feels i had just told my parents right. and things like that and he was just being direct in terms of like you know i it just feels very difficult at this moment in my life mm-hmm. and all of those things and i was just i was just finding it extremely hard to accept all of that mm-hmm. and yeah uh I, i i had called up his mom also and i you know been like you know this is what is happening you know about it because we had a good bond and we spoke very often and all of those things so and she was also very surprised i spoke to his sister and all of those things because <laughs> because i was not willing to accept it for what it was back then yeah and uh, what you did was probably a healthier approach Uh, no, Dude. so that was a little later. Right? During the break, I got in touch with everybody. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got in touch with the friends. I got in touch with the sister. Uh, I was close to her sister. She was like a friend okay. of mine. So I, I spoke to her sister. I spoke to her friends, and I tried to understand what was going, what is, what was happening, and that must have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. Uh, Was bothering. Of course, I mean, if I place myself mm-hmm. in his shoes today, yeah, and if I um, if I if if I see somebody doing that, getting in touch with my mom, getting in touch with my sister yeah. or friends or whatever, trying to you know uh, reason out as to why he shouldn't be breaking up with me mm-hmm. right now, I would have feel I would have felt extremely. frustrated i would have i wouldn't have liked that at all and i feel he's fit be dealt with it in a much understanding way right. which which i appreciate mm-hmm. and but it just took me a long time to to accept all of it mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it 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 wasn't healthy in retrospect i realized that mm-hmm. but it just some it was just something i did not see coming mm-hmm. even after the seven day ghosting which is surprising <laughs> i was down by i think very naive but when you're losing something you try your best to yeah yeah keep it together yeah. keep that thing together yeah. so fighters i guess yeah it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to give it your best shot even if it's like losing your self respect at some point yeah. oh my god that yeah, happens that's so many times yeah that happens too many times and then you regret and you regret that like, oh, so what much did I do? oh god yeah i shouldn't have sent that yeah. text i shouldn't have <laughs> made that call <laughs> What the hell, man? We decided we won't do that, <laughs> but we did that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, hardest part for me was the day-to-day involvement I had with of him, course, yeah. dealing with part. that. Yeah, waking up and waking up to no good morning texts, or uh, you know, like work-wise. Also, we both worked in the same field, mm-hmm. and we also worked together. Right. So work-wise, also we always shared a lot of input. So if I wrote a blog. he would share his inputs on that and things like that if he wrote something i would uh, share my inputs on that so day to day activities yes so th- that felt extremely tough to deal with honestly because there's just so much i opened my spotify and i could see see songs that he had recommended on 
of those right. things. I opened YouTube and we pretty much had similar tastes in psychology and all of those things. And I could, I could, it, all I could think was, you know, oh, he would have appreciated watching right. this video or things like that. Mm-hmm. So that that felt uh, like very incredibly hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, places too, like after the lockdown opened and I, when when I could finally go out. There were areas in Pune city that I could not visit for over a year. Well, yeah, yeah, it was incredibly tough. Was that something you also like went through? After three, after being after being in a relationship for three years. Yeah, yeah. It's a long I can time. imagine. Yeah, yeah so it's. Har ek ye kar liya hoga Pune ka uh, so yeah, you have too many memories in too many places, right? So that that becomes very difficult, and, and the involvement that the person has in your day to day activities, mm-hmm. it, it's now you can't not have that involvement after being in a relationship for that long, right? So that's not something that can be helped. But yeah, that was something that I struggled with. Okay. I hated waking up in the mornings. I used to wake up with severe anxiety yeah. for a couple of months I yeah. I woke up and I'm just like why <laughs> uh, so but um, I would say that a lot of my friends helped me a lot during that time particularly these these three four friends that I would yeah, name them yeah, later yeah. but yeah for example Chikyasa my friend from Delhi she would always be there for me on call right just text or call she would she would, she would just Tell me to text her or call her, even if she's sleeping, right? I would wake up and first thing I would do, not every day, but most of the mornings, the first thing I would do is call her right. and she would help me through that. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt unfair for the most part because even she, even she was going through uh, a lot of things at uh-huh. that point. Again, pandemic, lockdown, right, right. uncertainty. But yeah, I would say a couple of my friends really were there for me. And really made it possible for me to understand that they are there for me. Yeah. And yeah. that I can approach them whenever I wanted to. Of course, it was very difficult to do it all on call and not have in them place. in person. But it was locked down. What right. could anybody do? Right? So we, we were all helpless. But yeah, I think those they, these guys were my emotional support. Oh, and other thing like uh so i have two cats and they had uh they had babies they had oh. kittens oh that's so sweet. that's a perfect time <laughs> <laughs> i had the breakup and i had like two baby kittens oh and that's those sweet. were the perfect. best things yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. nothing in my life was going right at that point and then those the two babies yeah that i had to take care of every day and mm-hmm. i would do that and it was it was that was the the highlight the highlight yeah of the day Every day. Yeah. That, that was great. I know. I mean, for, for the longest time, uh, my friends had told me, okay, just save our numbers is his name if you want. If that's <laughs> the case. Like, if you, the, when, the moment you feel like texting him, just text us right. or something of that sort. And mm-hmm. uh, I had texted his name as the guy who broke your heart. Do you really want to call slash <laughs> text him? That was his name. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So, like, because I had this continuous. Like, I felt like I need to text yeah, him or I want to talk to him or whatever, whatever. So, yeah, um, I friends did help me a lot around that time. I, my family also actually, uh, I mean, they did not, because I had told them about him, I had to obviously tell them when we broke up. 
uh, so yeah they they were very considerate and they were very understanding of the situation for the longest time i slept with my mom because i couldn't sleep at night and uh sleeping with her was the only way i could feel comfortable and could get some some sleep during right. night i had huge dark circles and not even getting yeah yeah so uh another thing that really really helped me during this time was like my creative uh outlets mm-hmm. like during this time i wrote a lot i read a lot i started listening to a lot of podcasts i um started a podcast myself mm-hmm. i started creating some content as well mm-hmm. all of those things really helped me what what did you did, did, did the heartbreak fuel in fuel any creativity in you too of course of course so i i've been writing poetry for the longest time so like <laughs> like everyone knows the best fuel for poetry is heartbreak <laughs> right so yeah some of my best works are from the first uh, pandemic and lockdown okay yeah and uh, yeah i wrote quite a lot back then and i was proud of almost all of it but more interestingly i don't think that i wrote about heartbreak in particular mm-hmm. uh, all my poetries back then were creatively about the struggle that i was having with myself the okay. conflict okay. the constant conflict that i had as to what do i need to do what i want to do how do i want to do whatever i want to do so everything was everything had become completely uncertain right mm-hmm. so uh poetry writing poetry was something that brought me closer to uh myself i guess other than that i used to do a lot of photography i right. i i loved doing photography so i whipped out my camera every afternoon evening night whenever and i just used to go to the is this after lockdown yeah during the lockdown during the lockdown yeah so i used to uh, i think there were a lot of celestial uh, things happening during the lockdown okay. right so and uh, the pollution was very less at uh-huh. that point right. so you could see the stars uh-huh. and the moon was always pretty <laughs> it was not yeah it's that's mm-hmm. nice thing yeah. yeah so the moon was pretty the sky was pretty so i used to uh-huh. go to the terrace and click pictures and every 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 other day it's not every day every other day i used to do that uh but i guess the most like i didn't have uh, a job back then okay. right it was right out of college <coughs> and all the companies were not hiring lots of issues yeah. so i was jobless for a long time but i used to play video games a lot mm-hmm. and i have my friend pubg i used to video game with him a lot and i would say that helped me quite a bit because good distractions I, right yeah good distractions when i think about it i miss that period right when yeah. i used to play a video games when i had so much time right. for me right. know, to right. to myself right. what i like about what you just said was like having time for yourself mm-hmm. um when you're in a relationship um there's a good chance that you know whatever free time you get you give it to your partner yep. and that somehow ends up with you getting less time for yourself for right so i um for the longest time i had problems with being alone by myself yeah. because i did not really love myself yeah. enough to be in my own company and right. find that fulfilling enough right um but I had to face this problem this this uh, fear of mine head on during the, this heartbreak because I was not really interested in being with anybody else right. I couldn't meet my friends 
my family could only help me and understand me to a certain extent of course so i had no other choice but to accept and find fulfillment and satisfaction in my own companies and i feel that helped tremendously in um in realizing my self worth mm-hmm. and cultivating a lot of self love for mm-hmm. myself which which i am very very grateful for this time for myself i used to like read a lot i used to meditate a lot i used to meditate for like an hour of one and a half hours straight mm-hmm. and i didn't even realize where time used to fly by and i used to love that i love that so yeah i feel uh, that also helped a lot in terms of um accepting dealing with the heartbreak because you realize when you start loving yourself you you um start seeing the relationship for what it was yeah. right you start seeing that you know it wasn't all roses and rainbows and there's a you do and to some extent when you are uh, newly into the heartbreak wala situation there's a good chance that you just idealize the relationship right instead of accepting what what it was like, like you would ignore the the areas where um you know they mistreated you or they did not really live up to your standards or whatever there there's a good chance you would not see that and uh, when you start uh, you know reminding yourself that okay maybe i deserved better mm-hmm. it just becomes easier to deal with all of those things right. i remember making a cons list mm-hmm. and that helped me a lot uh, in in help in in terms of my process of getting over him mm-hmm. i uh, i wrote at least 10 10 points i think yeah wow. but i could like immediately jot down that list mm-hmm. and i could write down like around 10 points and I remember going back to that list again and again every time I started idealizing the relationship. It was not in the sense to uh, in the sense of me hating him. Right. It was in the sense of just giving me a reality check in terms of you know like okay you were thinking about that time when you were happy together but you know there was this too. Yeah. yeah there was this too and they felt obviously they felt that the bad times outweighed the good times and that's why they chose to leave. so maybe you need to remind yourself of that too so yeah i think the most difficult part about a breakup towards uh-huh. the end of the relationship and where i feel where i've seen most of the people uh, mess up is accepting it or actually uh, just letting themselves feel what they are feeling right oh yeah people run away from that and that is extremely toxic towards I, themselves yeah i actually read this study where um, it's men who do that more than women yeah. um women i feel i see most of my friends whenever they go through something like this mm-hmm. they do vent they do seek emotional support they do mm-hmm. talk about it they cry about it um they they i feel they try to process these emotions mm-hmm. not to generalize it but most women i would say mm-hmm. men on the other hand i feel are have problems i feel as a society in general or they're not having feeling safe in their environments enough yeah, to do that, that uh yeah i'm not generalizing again but like that is the trend i've seen and it's it was some study that i had uh, heard of uh where so women uh, have you seen that meme where they after a breakup the guys like all yeah. happy and whatever and sad yeah. after a few months and it's the opposite for the women yeah i feel that is true because women are actually processing right. their feelings and men because they don't they are going to come back later right i mean you 
they they say that you cannot drink it away you cannot like uh, you cannot sleep it away you cannot uh, eat it away you just have to deal with them in a healthy way um i would say that it depends on a lot on the environment that the people have been right, subjected to yeah i would say it's less about uh like i know that you didn't say you're not generalizing but it's it's less about the gender mm-hmm. the male and female bit and more about the environment that people grew up in right uh and how comfortable they are about expressing their emotions mm-hmm. and how well their emotions are accepted yeah right so that plays a part because if you are someone who can are able to express emotion but nobody is there to soak it all in right nobody is there who can accept your expression of uh-huh. your emotions now that becomes very difficult because yeah. you're just trying to be true to yourself and trying to figure out things for yourself but nobody understands you and nobody knows how to deal with you or mm-hmm. maybe just don't necessarily want to deal yeah. with emotions yeah uh so that plays a very big part in i found myself in some places i found myself in that equation okay and in some places i found myself with people who are who helped me get there right okay. to get to where i was comfortable enough to be vulnerable or express my emotions or actually just break down and cry uh-huh. so yeah that that that's that's difficult it's 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 very difficult it doesn't come easy it that that safe environment that comfort level doesn't come easy especially i would say with indian households and the yeah. bringing up i mean i don't think i even <laughs> cried in front of any of my family members even once and my my like, we were we were cooped up in one house right, right, right. but nobody knew what i was going through uh-huh. nobody that's that's very tough i mean yeah. i broke down once in front of my parents when i told them about this whole thing mm-hmm. and uh, they were very understanding like i said they consoled me and all of it but uh, after a point it just felt very it just not because we don't share that equation equation uh, it just did not feel like it's something that i want to do again mm-hmm. like so you we, you do that right uh, i don't even have like a personal room to cry mm-hmm. I, i did not have that so like going to the bathroom and cry, yeah, yeah. crying and coming back and things like that so yeah i know what you mean it's 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 tough but luckily i think both of us had friends and we have that general self awareness to help us through it i think uh, the first thing the very first thing that i did after my breakup was i i remember talking to my friend uh, and she was asking me how i feel and what i mm-hmm. feel and what do i want to do mm-hmm. that should i be there for me and i was crying it was right after the breakup and i was crying and after a point i just stopped crying and i just said he okay i feel that i am very overwhelmed right now because of everything but what i need to do is accept as to what has happened i am emotionally wrecked right now uh-huh. but if i don't allow myself to ex- like start accepting it Yeah. Right away, yeah. it will be very difficult. True. Later on, even <laughs> it was still very difficult even later. But uh, yeah, I think it would have been more difficult if I wouldn't have uh, nailed it. Tabhi, you know, it it the the process needs to you need to understand that once you let go, it needs to be that way. For me, 
the process of acceptance is incredibly difficult because mm-hmm. I still had hope for the longest time that we would get back together. Mm-hmm. So um, accepting it just felt like it just felt like maybe uh, giving up on it altogether. Yeah. Right. And I was not ready to do that yeah. for the longest time. I was not ready to do that. I think it took me almost one and a half years to really, really accept that you know, like to give up on that hope as I well did, yeah. that we would get back together. Um, I remember um, reaching out to him many times as like, oh, let's be friends, wala thing too. Yeah, yeah, I did that many times, and then I remember also going back and saying that, oh, I don't think I'm ready to be friends yet. I did that at least twice or thrice yeah. with him, mm-hmm. which I don't think I would, I, I would ideally not do that to somebody else again, because I mean, obviously it's not, it, it wasn't healthy for either of us, yeah. obviously. And while he, he was, um, he did not reach out to me himself because he wanted me to give, he wanted to give uh, me the space to like heal and whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure it would take a toll on him as well. Like right. me saying that, oh, I think I am over you enough to be your friend now. Mm-hmm. But and then uh, after a few interactions, just going back and saying, oh no, I don't think we can do that. Yeah. So this continues back and forth in my very own head. My, my I, I, accepting it took took forever, and I think that mm-hmm. elongated that uh, just yeah that just made the process longer of right getting over him so I feel one of the biggest things that I would suggest to anyone who's listening to the podcast and going through a heartbreak is to like try to accept it yeah. and not fight it yeah. because why would you want to be with someone who is not want, who doesn't want to be with you exactly yeah, so that's and exactly. is not willing into willing to put in the effort and uh, fight that you probably are so uh, in, in my case uh, I've had a uh, difficult uh, gender in terms of having self-confidence or mm-hmm. self-respect or whatever oh, and <laughs> so it was very difficult so when I did feel like I am myself and I should be unapologetic about it it was quite late right it was in college or something and uh, when I did find that I didn't want to lose that I never wanted to lose that because it's nothing shittier than that right? right like not feeling like you're enough for anything mm-hmm. to do anything not having self-confidence so um in my case that that's what drive to me uh like g- gave me the gave me the what do you say the power i guess to so how i felt was that uh, okay it makes sense but uh like we've broken up there could be a little chance where you know things could get better there could be a little hope but I tried to kill that hope right away. Now I know that hope is very important. I, I believe that hope is very important in anything that you do, right? But in something like this, where things are not in your control yeah. and things are complicated like this, then having hope in that sense for that matter, for, for those particular things, is a bit problematic because you are in your own spiral then you you keep oh, yeah, going definitely. forward and then keep coming back and you definitely. keep going forward and keep coming back and you One hurt step yourself forward, four steps back. Yeah, it kept happening to me. you yeah. keep hurting yourself you yeah. keep hurting the other person you keep hurting the people around you yeah true and and that's that's terrible because it it the the process of moving on is 
extended for the longest time then of course that is what happened and that is what i experienced and i feel um i needed that mm-hmm. um because now i have understood what it is like and what is the healthier way of dealing with such situations because i had never been in a situation like that before right so um yeah uh, i feel they they say right the the withdrawal like the heartbreaks are pretty much a pretty similar to like yeah. a drug withdrawal yeah. like love in itself yeah. is like a drug when you like in the um the psychology of it or the brain chemistry is as such that when you are in love you have all these happy chemicals flooding in and all of it and suddenly when that love is taken away uh there's like drop in all those happy chemicals and you are like an addict you want just a slight hit of that yeah, yeah. that is what i was trying to achieve right. like even like imagining scenarios where he comes back it felt like that you know a slight taste of that drug again yeah or even um you know getting a text back right. felt like a hit of that sort or talking to him felt felt like you know yeah. uh, it and was it was the the reassurance and then felt like okay i have a slight like i have i have had a slight dose of my cocaine today <laughs> you know and, and, and that is self assuring that, that uh, obviously it does harm in the longer run mm-hmm. i i can see that now but it felt incredibly good at that moment obviously after some time i felt like shit later because i have doing that call where you're like oh listen um no i don't think we sh- we can be friends right now <laughs> it's not easy basically it's, an anxiety ridden drug so the entire time when you're expecting that mm-hmm. you're full of anxiety like oh will oh, i get yeah. text back oh will yeah, i get text yeah. back oh will i get a response always oh, things are are things going to get better are they going to get better if they do get better what are you going to do yeah. if they don't get a better get better what will be your response it's it's True. it's putting yourself through so much anxiety yeah. constantly and yeah i hated that every bit of that whenever that happened i hated every bit of it like yeah. of course i felt nice whenever i was it's, spoken to uh-huh. but yeah it exactly. was exactly after that it's, it does it's not the, feel good yeah, it, it hurts more man like the the entire uh progress that you've done it feels like the 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 wound was healing mm-hmm. and you scratched it a bit of course so yeah. it it hurts and it burns i know i know yeah so i was so i was given hope right i was given hope that oh you know sometimes someday maybe later yeah on. that is that is i feel more uh, <laughs> problematic than yeah. you giving it to yourself yeah. this is was me creating my own own problems you actually had that person coming in and yeah giving that to you a, a, a tinge of hope right yeah. like maybe you know oh things gets horrible maybe if some day later in the future things get better my ex it is yeah. my ex did that was was considerate in that regard he never got in touch with me unless i told him that it's okay that for, for him to get in touch with me now mm-hmm. so he was at least considerate in that regard so i mean grateful for that <laughs> i guess but yeah fun experiences i guess of course i mean it it does teach you a lot right i mean i always call heartbreaks as the the crash course in life you 
and i was channeling that anxiety through different ways mm-hmm. like say content creation or meditation and getting into spirituality and understanding psychology and things like that so channeling it through writing just felt very irrelevant and i didn't i i, I haven't met any other person that made me that anxious after him <laughs> so <laughs> so it's i think it, there's just it just there is no pain to channel anymore to write if that makes sense that does make sense yeah that does make sense <laughs> yeah i mean i'm very much in most in most areas of my life that i feel at peace i mean in my life at the moment the, so there is nothing what you also comes when when you can't uh, put into words what you're feeling yeah. in front of people yeah right so maybe you're in a place where you can, I can put in words I, I guess what it exactly feel most of the things yeah so yeah. you have very less things to actually uh, express in a in that way it's <laughs> good i uh, so looking back i am i am really grateful for that habit would you say that to me is that <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure i mean um do you think you are in a better place i'm in a much 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 better right. place uh of course i mean nobody wants to go through a heartbreak right but nobody wants to unless i feel they look back and realize how much they've grown from that experience i hope that is how most people feel about yes, it yes that's true like i i know for a fact how much i've grown i know for a fact how much i've grown in the last year it, it is quantifiable right? for that matter yeah but uh when i look at the part as uh, look at how much and what all i felt so i i don't feel like it was it would be that worth it right to 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 go through so much uh, anxiety pain sleepless nights and anxiety in the mornings and uncertainty about life uncertainty about your day uncertainty about your like every uncertainty so i i i would say that yes i've learned a lot of grown a lot since and i'll pick up help me a lot understanding who and how i want to be but yeah it could i feel like it could have been uh, in a better way <laughs> not not in such a okay rubbing your face on the ground <laughs> fair enough I, i i don't know i just have made uh, i think i made peace with the whole process now yeah, because you back, don't have to go through it right now right yeah, you yourself in that place like are you going oh, it was to horrible. That? exactly i don't want to really relive that exactly. again i get it i get it but uh, i i i am an incredible believer that of the fact that you know whatever happens happens for a reason for a reason and for good at the end of the day so if and when if i go through something like that again i would i think a part of me would know and would be better equipped to go through it i feel and uh, would know that it's all happening for good and at the end and i'm going to end up in a better place hopefully like i did the last time so let's see so i mean we have gone all over the place in this podcast the the, the <laughs> title was how to deal with a like dealing with heartbreaks right. and we i don't think we have given any clear i think obvious yeah yeah like we but it, it's not like a list of, like i feel it's I, not exactly it, like a listicle of sorts ki ha ye karo ye karo yeah, yeah. but i think we should boil it down to a few 
things that and be very brief about it right. because like that could be a good takeaway from right. first yeah. people yeah. so first of all i feel a major thing that came up was the acceptance, acceptance. bit yes. like just accept that this is what has happened and um, try to realize your feelings try to feel what you're feeling yeah like yeah feel what you're feeling um understand that you know whatever you're going through is valid and it is important and none of it needs to be suppressed in any way because right. suppressing it is it's going to come out someday anyway and it could come out in unhealthy ways so right. you might as well process them right now mm-hmm. so that whenever you get into a relationship later or even do <laughs> yeah or something of that sort like dealing with your general life it, it just does not affect it in right. a negative way right so acceptance and maybe uh, don't be scared to reach out don't be scared to reach out talk to your friends i mean at some point people will understand relate and you know help you because uh more often than not people have already gone gone through what you're yeah. going through at some yeah. point right so they have already dealt with it and rather than giving you suggestion as to oh ye kar le wo kar le do this do that you know this will help uh a, if somebody is there to hear you that's mm. more than enough right just yeah. don't keep it inside of course try to express try to vent try to cry yeah everything and even if you feel like you don't have friends or family that could support you through this there are a lot of online communities or a lot right. of online pages that i'm pretty sure you can um, you know you can follow mm-hmm. and uh, can and text get in touch with yeah that's the right word get in touch with uh, to like help you through the process and maybe you know consider getting into therapy i wanted to do that actually mm-hmm. get into therapy during that time but again the whole lockdown is there and uh, i didn't want to do that at home mm-hmm. and for my parents to overhear any of yeah. that no that felt traumatizing a whole different other type of traumatizing so yeah and one thing would also be give let yourself be alone for some time yeah i mean distractions yeah. are helpful and important and uh, being with people doing things watching shows reading books all of that helps but try to go for a walk mm-hmm. by yourself yeah. in the evening without any music yeah that want. that would preferable I mean, yeah the 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 if you if you're going on a walk you're completely by yourself you're you're lost in your thoughts you you see dogs and you see cats walking around that's one of the things that helped me a lot i used to go for a nightly walk every night i used to go for a walk mm-hmm. uh downstairs in my society because a lockdown so couldn't right. walk outside so i used to walk inside my society and i made it a routine and i anyway love walking so mm-hmm. that that helps a lot being by yourself and and you yeah. know giving yourself the time to uh be comfortable in your own company uh-huh. so yeah that would be one point okay yeah that's that's a good one i feel and it would also help you realize um you fall in love with yourself again yeah. process your emotions in a healthy way again the second uh, another thing that i would recommend here is don't um don't be optimistic in this regard in terms of <laughs> you guys getting back together yes or even being friends uh, suggesting becoming friends again prematurely yeah take um, your time yeah take your time uh, i understand that there, there's going to be you're going to feel like this you know big big huge hole in your life and mm-hmm. you would want to fill that uh, or get that uh, you know dose of drug every now and then but uh, i would hardly i would i would strongly recommend you to not do that because i mean it's just 
see you can never tell it might also work out in some some exceptional cases that they come back and you manage to fix all the issues and all of it it's a possibility sure but relying on that possibility is only going to make the process of you know moving uh, yeah moving on longer and it's just going to get extremely tough and uh, becoming friends prematurely is is you know like like you said scratching a wound that's yeah. healing yeah. and that's just going to that's just going to hurt you and um, probably so, hurt them in the process as well and i'm sure you wouldn't want to do that but what i've come to a lot is when people go through breakups right they try to uh, take a step back from a relationship they try to go back to a friendship because yeah. they don't want to completely lose a person yeah. uh, that's not how things happen right yeah. you can't take a step back from being so intimate and having so much of a i think that can happen after the after a certain yeah, amount so, of time yeah so that's my point so it doesn't go back a step mm-hmm. it has to be recreated after a point you need to yeah. take a break you need to completely con- cut contact that's what i believe that uh-huh. that that's what has helped you me really in the need past to do that. that completely i i completely cut contact from this person that yeah. i used to like long back ago and she's one of my closest friends now like mm-hmm. we have had a very very healthy right. friendship right. and that helps a lot me building something from ground up again where you both know that you don't have any underlying feelings mm-hmm. as such right mm-hmm. that that is something that people need to understand yeah. work on like not take a step back but try to end it and regrow something if that is possible if it is possible then it will happen if it's not then obviously it was very toxic for you in the first place yeah definitely yeah, so that's it that's it i guess i mean that is what we have that is our take here and right? our giveaway <laughs> from our trauma <laughs> yeah yeah from our experience there's no trauma there's no experience uh-huh. that. yeah is that what your therapist said Ah uh, no, my therapist said that uh, you should not talk to your friends if they're not <laughs> giving you time. Yeah, so I had this fun experience when I when I went to this one therapist who, who my friends suggested right. to me, and uh, I just went for a one I just went for one session to her for uh, to her. Yeah, uh, and the interesting bit was that whenever I told her any of the issues that I was facing. She's very solution oriented about uh-huh. it, right? He, when I told her, and she's like, "Oh, free it, girl." So she is like, "I speak for two minutes, and then she'll give me a solution for it for two point five minutes." So, yeah, that's so it's like book lagri hai to khana khale. Yes, yes. Instead of why aren't you eating? Yes. So I, I told her, I think about something, feeling some uncertainty uh, regarding my friendships and people in my life, and she tells me, "Don't feel that," <laughs> or, right. or, or maybe don't compare yourself. So basically, people. guys, if you are going through a heartbreak. Don't, don't feel don't feel heartbroken <laughs> don't go through it <laughs> yeah it's so, just yeah. suppress your emotions and just uh, probably just get yeah. into another relationship and give them a toxic time and <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't share your that trauma <laughs> <laughs> so that's our final takeaway i guess yeah, because at the end this is like in my confused era podcast you can take this way or that way yeah. we are we are not Giving you any hardcore advice? Yeah, I don't think we are legible people, <laughs> people who can give hardcore yeah, advice. Yeah, definitely. Like, we, we are confused here, right? That's yeah, the point. We, we are also in a confused era. Of course, that, that's the whole point. Right. We are in a confused. What is also? <laughs> I feel everyone at no point in at every point in their lives mm-hmm. are in a confused era. Nobody mm-hmm. has that shit figured out one hundred percent. Makes sense. That's the point. Makes sense.
like even if i'm uh, hopefully when i would be like shooting this podcast when i'm 40 years old what uh, do you uh or 50 years old or, or whatever i i, I hope i'd be confused by the pressure is good as good with me again okay on that note we are we are we are <laughs> ending this episode here thank you for listening thank you amir for uh, being you. such a such a flirtatious <laughs> fun <laughs> insightful guest i would say i think you're looking for i will let that. the will let the listeners decide ah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay thank thank you for having it was great it was fun talking to you it was fun uh, talking to you just trauma. guys if you are listening to this maybe uh, some input on whether you would like this person again on the podcast <laughs> if you don't i'd completely understand but if you do i'd understand too so Absolutely. Yeah, this wouldn't be the first time. This wouldn't be the first time I wasn't wanted. So. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Have to end this year now. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Thank you.